I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. In 2019, over 400 people took their own life, 317 of those being men. So this equates to 8 out of 10 suicides in Ireland in 2019 were men. My first guest this morning feels passionately about the importance of encouraging more men to speak out about mental health issues, particularly now with life being so tough during COVID. He, along with his co-workers at an image and grooming company in Dublin, have decided to run, walk and cycle the sum total of 317 kilometres collectively in honour of all the men who lost their lives to suicide back in 2019 and to raise funds for So Sad in Dundalk, an amazing group who are doing fantastic, vital work. I'm delighted to have Patrick Brown from Dundalk on the line with me now. How are you doing, Patrick? Good morning, Sinead. I'm very well. I was listening to you there talk. It sounds all great when you say it like that. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, it, it's very impressive what you guys are doing. I mean, 317 kilometres is no easy feat. But first, before we talk about this challenge, you know, when you see the statistics that you kindly laid out for me, this is the inspiration of why you decided to take on the yeah. challenge. You know, 400 people taking their life in this country in 2019, 317 of those men. This is so shocking. Yeah, yeah, to say the least. I mean, I, th- I think the fact that, you know, 8 out of 10 suicides in Ireland that year were men um, says there's a very, very severe, severe problem, you know. And don't get me wrong, suffice to say, one person, um, whether it be man or woman, uh, is one person too many, you mm. know. So it points that there is a severe problem. Okay, we're aware there's a problem of some description. What we have to do now is try and identify a solution to this problem. What can we do to try and fix this? What can we do to try and turn the tide of this whole thing? Um, Things like that. So that's why it's important that we kind of really try and explore that because I feel that um, suicide awareness, that's a thing that's become quite a buzzword at the minute. You know, people are trying to raise awareness for suicide and awareness of mental health. Okay, we are aware now that there is a problem. What needs to happen now is that there needs to be an awareness of the solution to the problem. So suicide prevention, that's what the thoughts and the talk needs to turn to now. Absolutely. And, you know, you you feel so passionately about this, encouraging more men to speak out. I am delighted, by the way, that there's an awful lot of men over the last uh, while, you know, since the start of this year, particularly, that are getting in touch with me. They are reaching out and they're kind of saying, you know what, today, Sinead, it's a bit of a thumbs down today. I'm not feeling great. And that that is great to see that. But why do you think there's still such a stigma about men speaking out? It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because, I mean, society's changed so much over the past five years alone. Um, I feel personally, my own opinion, that the whole area of mental health is still a bit of a taboo subject, mm. you know. Um, I mean, if you, if you see someone and they're physically unwell, it's very, very easy to identify that and, and to see, you know, to, to diagnose something. And 
maybe as a doctor prescribe something for it. But mental health, that's very, very hard to actually pinpoint what's wrong or even if there is something wrong. I mean, some people might find it's hard to tell the difference whether they're struggling mentally or if they're just having a bad day or yeah. having a bad week. You know, what is the difference between the two? And I think there is or there needs to be at least an open discussion to maybe some of the symptoms or maybe some of the common traits amongst people. Um, of what are the common denominators? How can I tell where I'm struggling mentally? What is the difference, you know? And, and I've been there. And, and I think if we look at those figures again, I think we have all been there to yeah. some degree. I think we've all struggled mentally in, in some capacity. So I think the fact that men are getting in touch and saying, you know what, I am actually struggling. That's great. That's fantastic. As, as odd as that sounds, that is probably the first step to... Um, trying to deal with this thing, just admitting that there is a problem. So I think that the fact that society has changed and it is changing more rapidly, I think that has opened up the floor for men in particular to have a bit more of an open discussion, whether it be with themselves or amongst themselves as a group or with professionals, um, as to maybe what they're struggling with mentally, which is which is great, it's fantastic. And, you know, when you were growing up, uh, Patrick, would you have seen, you know, men in your life or friends uh, that you have opening up or is this something that's really only happened in, in recent times? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, I wouldn't have seen it too much because, again, I, I think back then mental health and, and, and how it affected a person, I don't think it really existed mm. uh, for, for me growing up, you know. Um, I think for me, having seen people that were struggling within themselves, the advice was just to, you know, get up and get on with us and, 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 and that's it. You know, for me growing up, there was a severe struggle. Just to be totally transparent, um, was a big, big struggle um, with myself as a teenager and um, as a young man. Um, so my mental health suffered you know, greatly. There was periods in my life where anxiety was rampant and depression was there. And I think even now, as I'm talking, I, I think one of the things that I discovered amongst myself, having had nothing to relate to or compare to, things like depression and all that kind of stuff, the things that it does to you. I mean, you can have a full night's sleep and still wake up the next day absolutely exhausted. exhausted. Yeah, yeah. That's what it does, you know, loss of appetite, that there is no zest, there's no passion, there's no um, drive, you know, everything becomes null and void. And the thing about this is that this is a very... Um, this is a longevity thing. This is not just a thing where you've had a bad day and you don't want to get up the next morning, you can't face work or whatever. This thing goes on and on and on and you genuinely, mentally, within yourself, can't see your way out. And what did you do, Patrick? What was the first step for you on getting on the on the right track again? Yeah, well, I mean, it's actually quite poignant, isn't it? Because I, I, when I was just at school, actually, the service I would have availed of was so sad. Mm. Um, I would have actually availed their service. They provide... Um, a wonderful volunteer um, free of charge counselling service which I was advised to by friends of mine um, and, and, and people in school because they noticed that something was wrong it was that apparent so I actually saw counselling uh, once or twice in my life for a number of different things you know so I think again the simplicity thing of actually talking to somebody uh, whether they be close to you or not you know if you feel within yourself you can approach a family member or friend maybe share what's going on I think that simple of an act of actually talking about the problem, just it, it's like, you know, I mean, if I think as a child, you know, you, you're in your room at night and all of a sudden the, 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 the clothes in your wardrobe or the shapes in the walls look like monsters. Once you switch on the lights, they don't look as scary anymore. I yeah. think that same principle can be applied to when we talk about problems and when, when we share them, you know, they don't seem as big and they don't seem as daunting. That simple act in the morning, talking to somebody is absolutely fantastic. And uh, number two, again, 
it, it, it's become such a buzzword over the past few years. And physical activity, you know, mm. actually getting out and doing something. You well, know, you know, a lot of people messaging in uh, saying out for the walk, Sinead, it's the only way to, to keep the head right. Absolutely, yeah. It's true. It's true, particularly in a time where, the, you know, there's no gyms open and, and different things like that. And, you know, I, I don't know if you, I'm not too sure what your experience was with the first lockdown, but with myself, the first lockdown was, I suppose, a big struggle. Mm. Um, I suppose mentally because again that was a time when nobody really knew what was going on or what was happening or, or how to deal with this thing overnight we were just thrust into this new way of life and it seemed like everything that we had beforehand was a distant memory you know so I myself haven't didn't want to do anything didn't want to get out of bed or any of that kind of stuff really really struggled within myself during the first lockdown and again social media being a massive factor in this thing yeah. I think uh, it's like most things it can be good and bad depending on the way you use it um, I noticed that everybody was out running 5k, building an extension onto the house, reading five self-development books a day, drinking four litres of water. I kind of felt that if I wasn't doing that, then I was doing it wrong. And so there was that kind of pressure inflicted as well. And sometimes, as you said, you know, sometimes it's okay to sit down and veg and watch TV and try and wrap your head around what's going on. There's no right or wrong way to get through this lockdown. And, you know, you guys, because I have to mention your wonderful colleagues at Menspire as well. Absolutely. This is where you work. You've been through the mill like an awful lot of businesses. You've been open, closed, open, closed. It has to have had a big impact on you guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's been like the longest since Stephen's Day ever. It goes on and on. And I had particularly, particularly obviously last year, I mean, uh, two national lockdowns. And um, it, it was quite stop and start. And we had four salons in Dublin for the minute, uh, two of which we opened up during the actual uh, lockdown. So you're trying to get new businesses off the, nice. you know, at the gate and trying to get them built up. But thankfully, we've been very, very lucky and blessed that they have become quite busy and we have still been able to to keep going. We have an academy as well where we actually teach students. Oh, fantastic. People enrolled on our course at the minute. We were technically under the banner of education so there was a whole kind of grey area there for a while as to whether we could open or not during certain parts of the lockdown. But we just kind of said amongst ourselves we are a bricks and mortar business. Mm -hmm. We deal with people. We're very, very hands-on. We're literally in close contact with people all the time. So it just wouldn't have been right particularly during this stage to open up and I suppose, get in front of people and, and cut the hair as much as we miss it and as much as we love it. Um, we unfortunately can't do it because it's in the best interest of everyone. So it has been very, very tough. But at the same time, again, you're talking now, on tonight about the whole idea of glass half full, trying mm. to see the positives. In a year of 2020 where we weren't able to open at all, we've actually been the busiest. Okay. So active and doing different things. And even if to bring it to, I suppose, more recent times, me and the lads that I work with, are probably one of the greatest bunch of lads I've ever met in my life. Um, I brought this to them um, probably last week. <laughs> um, I just sat down, wrote it down, and I said, listen, guys, I've got an idea that we can kill a few birds with, with, with the same stone where we can raise a couple of quid, do something good, and get out and get active at the same time. Yes, this is this challenge and I love that it's 317 kilometres in honour of these men from 2019 who who died by suicide. Tell me about this because uh, the challenge is ongoing. Like, how are you finding it? Would there be fish gym bunnies amongst the group or was it a struggle? (laughs) No, not at all. Not not Yes, No, there is. Um, A few of the lads would be into the run quite a bit. You know, which which is fantastic. But I mean, again, there's a there's a funny little principle even in this as well. As you know, I mean, when we first brought it to the lads, we said, guys, listen, get out, do a bit of a run, a bit of a cycle, or a bit of a walk. 
I mean, it's whatever's relevant to you. I think mm. people can feel under pressure. They have to be running 10K or whatnot. It wasn't. If you wanted to get out and take the dog for a walk around the estate, that's fine. That counts. And and, 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 and even even if anyone's listening in terms of, oh, should I be running this distance or, or what should I be doing in terms of keeping myself fit, get out. Go for a walk. I'm very blessed because I live near Black Rock here in County Lane. Oh, fantastic. On my, on my doorstep. Yes. Um, I was out there this morning for a quick run. Just beautiful. Get out there, stand, breathe, wait, relax, play a bit of music, whatever it is. But me and the lads collectively have been running the roads, um, obviously within our 5K limit. If you stay within the 5K radius, you can still cover quite a bit of distance. But we've been, thankfully, over the past, this is day eight now, um, this is day eight. Okay. And we, we, we are, I'm delighted to say, we are very much on track to smashing all the targets that we have set out. Oh, that's fantastic. And you guys are raising money, as you said, for So Sad. This was a charity that you reached out to. So, so important, this this charity. How can we support you? How can we throw you a couple of euro? Absolutely. So, I mean, what, what, what we have done, we have a few avenues for that. Um, if you go onto the So Sad uh, Dundalk, that So Sad Dundalk Facebook page, they have set up the link where you can click onto it and donate. So that's a big one there as well. If anyone is a bit of an Instagrammer, my own Instagram handle is Patrick Brown. That's Patrick without the C and Brown with an E. If you go onto that, the actual link to the GoFundMe is in my bio. Um, if in any way, shape or form, I'm sure, Sinead, that we can do something um, with the LMFM. Yeah, we are going to absolutely say, uh, we're going to absolutely post it on our own social media channels as well. So watch out for later on this evening and I'll post the link up there as well so people can donate. But for anybody listening in who might be like you were before you reached out for help, Patrick, struggling, yeah. not able to get through this lockdown, what would you encourage them to do? Well, it's, it's a big one, isn't it? Mm. Um, I mean... My days, uh, it, it's it, it's a tough one to be completely transparent, you know. Um, I think I think there's a few things I've learned over the years that, that have really really helped, and, and I'm not really a big feng shui, um, you know, twelve steps to enlightenment type person. Uh, very realistic, but I do believe there are simple things you can do to change your mindset and, and to change how you feel. All right, I I, I think like we were talking about earlier on, um. Sinead, a big thing for me now and even back then was where we're all at is uncertainty and, mm. and I think that's a big thing that we have to try and do is, is try and get into people's heads and, and where they could potentially be at. and I think everyone's just so uncertain at the minute and um, what where they are and what's happening and what the future holds and I remember reading a book about this whole area and this is something that helped me massively so if anyone would say this one that they really don't know what is around the corner they're very very uncertain that is fine that is completely fine if you just envision your own life like um a restaurant or whatever um you cannot control what comes into your life you, you cannot control what situation or who comes in the door or right? mm. what you can control is who sits at your table oh i love that yes uncertainty can come in it can be scary it can be um it can induce a bit of anxiety and worry but you have control how you let that affect you at your table within your own mind. Because that's a big thing, all right? Uncertainty and challenge and problems and all these things will come. But you can decide and we can decide how it affects us, okay? We have the power to do that, all right? That's on the internal, on the inside, what we have control. We have no control over the external, what happens on the inside. We can't control that. So there's zero point to worry about it. That's overthinking. And overthinking, as you may, may not know, is the art of creating problems that aren't there. That's what overthinking is. 
Oh, it really is. Patrick, you're speaking an awful lot of sense. Thank you so, so much for joining me on the show today with lots of great advice. Best of luck for you and the guys with the challenge. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time out to chat to us today. Thank you so much today. Bless you. Thank you so much. Thanks a million. You too. Bye. Bye bye. Patrick Brown there. By the way, the number for So Sad for anybody affected 0419848754. As Patrick said, if you go on to uh, So Sad Dundalk, you'll see the link there to their GoFundMe and stay tuned as well to LMFM's Facebook page because I will post the link if you want to donate a couple of euros. 